to getting there where we're always surviving, we're sometimes thriving, and we're just trying our best to make it. I'm Shelby, and I'm here with my co-host. I'm Deanna. And this podcast is produced on her campus, the <laughs> And this podcast is produced through her campus, through Loyola University Chicago. We're here to talk about the transition that comes with being a young woman on the cusp of something and how scary and exciting and interesting and crazy that is. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to get there. You feel? You feel? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I, I feel. I, I, feel. I, I definitely do. <laughs> um, but before we begin, we are both women who appreciate a good tune. And as we get there on our own morning commutes, we love a good song recommendation, mm. song, podcast, all of that. So before we start, we want to give you a quick song and podcast recommendation. So Ooh. you want to go ahead? Yes. I have been obsessed ever since it came out this entire year with Maggie Rogers, her album. Queen. I literally have not stopped listening to it since it came out. It's so good. It is my album of 2019. Um, So this week especially, I've had Back in My Body on repeat, which is, I think, my favorite song on the album. Just like strong exhale through that. It truly is. I feel like she's not a lot of people's like regular style, but she has infiltrated like all of my friends' playlists just because she's good. Well, when she describes like what her style is, she says it's a blend of electronic dance music and folk music and if you know me you know that when like you ask like hey Shelby like what are your favorite types of music I say my two favorite genres are folk and EDM so wow look at that hello yeah exactly she's like she is your pinnacle it seems exactly oh my gosh I was at a rave a couple weeks ago and um what somebody turned to me like over the music they were shouting they're like do you like like what's your favorite type of music and I was like folk and they were like why are you here <laughs> who are you wow i would love to see you at a rave i've never been to a rave oh my god anything like that let's go <laughs> i went to my first rave here was how it went I love that so oh what man. have you been listening to oh man i wanted to throw out a podcast rec because i've been listening to this podcast for like i think a year now i think it's been a- about a year and I listen to it to, like, soothe me to sleep when mm. I need to relax, anything. It's called the No Sleep Podcast, mm. which is scary stories, <gasps> like, on a, on a podcast. And it's, like, oh, a bunch totally, of voice actors. Very logical. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, like, it doesn't make sense for a lot of other people. But, like, <laughs> I, oh, I, I just, I love it. And they're all, like, so they take horror stories written by various authors, like, throughout the world. Mm-hmm. And they have voice actors, like, you know, act them out and right. kind of transcribe them. And... There is nothing soothing about it. There's, like, screams, sound effects, whatever. But I think they just do such a great job at bringing these stories to life. And, like, I was always a big fan of scary stories to tell in the dark when I was little. I'm a very spooky gal. I love all that. So that is, like, my bread and butter and usually puts me to bed so quickly. We love to hear it. Yeah. I don't know if this is good for anyone else, but it's good for me. So I'm going to let you all know about it. I might listen to it on, like, my morning commutes. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. They're, They're a little... They're a little strange because okay. it is, like, there are no visuals, so everything right. has to be, you know, audio. It takes some getting used to, but they're really good. Oh, I hope you do. I okay. <laughs> okay, remind me. I'll put it on my list. Yes, definitely. All right. And then do you want to you wanna tell the folks what we're talking about today? Ooh, well, today we wanted to kind of bounce off of last week's episode where we talked about how busy we are mm. and kind of discuss the unseen side effect of being busy besides sleep deprivation ah yes and that is when you are a young woman and you're constantly on the go because you're constantly having meetings and internships and classes to get to and 
what that means when you might have a lot of early mornings, a lot of late nights when you're trying to travel by yourself. Yes, and that happens almost every day, almost every week, pretty much from the minute you start college. And even if, you know, you don't have a job, but you are at the library late at night and you have to go back to your apartment or dorm by yourself, um, coming back from a class downtown for us, you know, we either can take the shuttle, the bus, or the train. So a lot of times people are coming back home by themselves and a lot of students don't live necessarily on campus. So it's a bit of a walk for a lot of people. Exactly. And it's especially like here in Chicago, we don't have cars with us. Mm. So we are only ever taking public transit or walking. Yeah. God bless public transit though. No, like, seriously. <laughs> that 147 bus is my lifeline. That is the only bus that is allowed to like clip me one day. Exactly. Like, <laughs> that's, that's about it. I love the I hope to go on the 147. I hope it just like carries me into the sunset. It cuz it just takes you everywhere you need to go. It is oh, my lifeline. Exactly. And we thought that this is a reality that a lot of young women face. It's a shared experience that a lot of women discuss with each other, but maybe not necessarily with anybody else outside of your own friend group. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Cuz like everyone Everyone has stories, everyone has incidents, and, you know, sometimes it's not really a comfortable topic to bring to light for a lot of people, besides within, you know, friend groups or whatever. Exactly. Um, And in addition to that, there are so many nuances that come with being a, you know, just a busy student, a busy woman woman in general. A woman on the go. A woman trying to get there. Did you, did you title drop? Love that. Maybe. Oh, we gotta do that more. Um, I don't know about you, but I tried the whole cute purse backpack for I did it last year. Whatever. I carry my life with me now. Yeah. Especially now because I don't dorm and I'm downtown all the time. I carry phone charger, headphone charger, laptop charger, laptop, couple books, mm-hmm. couple notebooks, mm-hmm. sweater, lunch, water bottle, yep. like my coffee tumbler. Exactly. Like everything. And I it's Oh my gosh. It is hard. And lugging that back and forth. Oh my gosh. So just like little things like that. Like I want to discuss. <laughs> you you like said you bring your lunch. Packing meals is such a hassle <laughs> that I just find myself more often than not skipping meals. It's yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not going to pay for lunch every single day downtown. It's expensive no matter where you go. Even like the places they have for students. It's more expensive at those places. Exactly. Because we're, as seniors, we're no longer on the meal plan. Mm -hmm. So if we're not at home, we're paying for what we're eating. And it's not in my budget. It's It's truly (laughs) not. It's truly not. And Mm. it's hard to, when you come home super late at night and... You already have to cook for yourself, like figure out what you're going to eat for supper. I personally love cooking, Mm -hmm. but... When do you have time? Exactly. If I'm not setting aside two hours to make something, then it's just going to be something like like toast or... Mm -hmm. Or like something super processed and frozen. Most likely frozen. Exactly. And especially if it's that something super quick, something super easy, I don't have leftovers to bring with me for lunch in the morning, so... Then I wake up and all of a sudden I am walking out the door and I realize I'm not, I just have to mentally prepare myself to not eat for the next 13 hours. Yeah. And like, that's, that's how so many people's days go. So they have classes. That's baseline. It's just the classes, but so many people stack in, okay, I have my internship in between these classes. I need to, you know, run to the under, other end of the city for four hours, come back, do my night class. After the night class, I have a meeting for this club that I'm in. And then you're not coming home until 
you know, 9, 10 p.m., exhausted. The last thing you're going to do is, like, stir a pot of sauce to make some homemade pasta. Exactly. That is the last thing on your mind. I think one thing that I found to, like, really help with this is setting aside three, four hours every Sunday or Saturday or whatever day you have time and just meal prepping. And that I do a lot of, like, a lot of frozen things that I can throw in my freezer and then I have – I have at least, like – one meal ready to go every week for the next like eight weeks. Yeah, I or have a meal right, like it's I feel like a lot of people do. Exactly. Oh, I have some. I'll maybe post an article. My favorite ah! meal prep prepping <laughs> recipes. I meal prepped for the first two weeks of my life. Oh, here's what I did. Yeah, <laughs> but I also really like making a really big helping of something. Mm. I love making like eight servings of chili or eight <sighs> servings of like potato curry, and then just oh yeah, and then eating Good. that night. And then just putting the rest in the fridge and eating the same thing for lunch every day. Yeah, and oh gosh, for a week. <laughs> I'm like definitely spoiled in that regard because like, I at home like Mama Responti mm. really really did it. Like she loves to cook all Italian food all the time, like something different every day. But I notice, you know, when you get to college and you're cooking for yourself, like you do have to have like a salami sandwich every day for lunch for a year. Like yeah. <laughs> that's that's it. Like that's all you have really time to make, or like you make a big batch. I make huge batches of pasta, like, you know, two or three boxes, and then have to save that, which sucks. Exactly. And there's other things, too. Like, it is so mentally draining when you know you leave the house in the morning at 8 a.m. and you can't come back until midnight. Oh, oh, I, like, kiss my apartment goodbye. I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to miss you so much. It's going to be a while until I see you next. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll see you tonight. Like, it's, it is heartbreaking. Exactly. But there's, like, some bigger issues that also come with being a woman yeah. on the go that we really <laughs> want to discuss. Um, one of those things being when you walk home and it's dark outside, you have to have pepper spray. Or yeah. you have to have, like, the Chicago switchblades. Yeah, like the legal, like, what is it, like, three inches is all you're yeah. allowed to have, something like that. And, like, I don't know one person that doesn't, like, you know, have a can of pepper spray in their backpack that they're taking to classes or even just to go, like, you know, shopping by themselves downtown. Like, everyone has it either in the purse or, like, on hand. So that's also something in the back of your head pretty much at all times. If, if you're if you're by yourself at all exactly. times, it's just something you need to be cognizant of. It's whenever. just, like, one more thing when you're exhausted, you're drained, you're leaving maybe your internship or mm-hmm. the library, and it's 10 o'clock, it's dark outside, and you don't want to think anymore, and you're already like thinking about what do I still have to do when I get home? What do I have to make for supper? Like, what cho- like do I have to do laundry yeah. still? But then there's that added, like, I better be careful on this walk home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The and added something. Wait, what's the word? It's not the 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 apprehension. It can really weigh on you. Like you can't totally relax when you want to relax most, and like. I'm pretty sure you had a similar experience. Pretty sure a lot of people do. Like, growing up, the number one thing my parents was like, never, never walk home alone. Like, call me or, you know, be talking to someone. Never walk home alone. Like, you know, not in contact with anybody. And then you come, you know, to college and, like, this is something that's universal, not just something that happens here. Like, you really do need to walk home with somebody at night as a young woman. Just, it's something, another thing to put on your list of things. That just adds up at the end of the day, and it's so exhausting. Exactly. Or sometimes I don't want to wait 
20 minutes wow. at the student center for my friend to get done with her things. We can walk home alone or walk home together. Like, mm-hmm. And that's something like I live with four other girls and like we do that all the time. We are exhausted and like we just want to come back to the apartment. But, you know, we're we're only about like a 10 minute walk from most of the places on campus. But we'll just hang out in Damon even if we don't want to, even if we're exhausted, and, like, semi-fall asleep waiting for another roommate to come through so we can walk home together. Exactly. And Tired. It's, <laughs> it's not just walking. It's, I have to take the CTA super late at night a lot or super early in the morning, and it sucks because I love the CTA. I take the CTA every single day. You bleed the red line. Exactly. You do, exactly. Truly. And it's such a... It's such a great commodity. I'm so thankful for it. Um, not having a car, it's it it's what I rely on. And I think it's a great thing. I wish more cities in the U.S. had public transportation. That is like a whole can of worms. And like our venture cards are included in our tuition. Exactly. And like so many people use the train and buses multiple times a day. So like you get as much bang for your buck as possible here. Exactly, exactly. This is not us saying that the CTA is dangerous oh, it's, goodness gracious. <laughs> it's just that you have to be aware of things especially as a young woman especially at night yeah and like this isn't this isn't news this isn't exactly. breaking headlines like this is just our experiences in the modern day exactly what we experience and it's heartbreaking when you're put in a situation that you're used to every day like i take the red line every day and if i have one uncomfortable experience it's so saddening that something that is almost always totally fine totally normal like I feel totally safe on Mm -hmm. when it becomes unsafe for even just a moment that moment still sucks yeah because like you know and that goes back to things weighing on your mind like on your way to work school internship whatever like you want to be going in with you know positive and as an attitude as possible like you know with with everything you do in life you want to go in with like a clear mind whatever and like that can rattle you for the rest of the day and like I think rattled is the best way to describe it at least for you know myself exactly and we were kind of struggling with how to word this initially when we were discussing what we were going to talk about today because we don't want it to feel as though we're complaining about how unsafe we feel all the time here in Chicago Mm, that's mm -hmm. not what we're trying to say It's this idea that there's a shared experience as a woman to not have certain privileges available to you, Mm -hmm. like just intrinsically feeling safe on public transportation at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. That is just not a privilege you have available, and it's exhausting. It's so exhausting, and like, I can remember so, or like, I can recall so many conversations we've had with like a lot of our guy friends about like why we didn't want to take the train at night, even though we were going to be in a group. It's like, because you don't get stared at like that, or you don't get approached or spoken to or touched because that's us. Exactly. Yeah. So and it's, it's tough. It's so hard. Yeah. And, and most of the time, you and I were talking about this. We have a lot of privilege. Just Oof. the nature. Mm-hmm. You could go down the list being cis, being white, going to a private school, living in Rogers Park, which is a great neighborhood here in Chicago. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's a long list. And so it can be it can be really difficult sometimes when you have a situation where you felt unsafe, where you felt uncomfortable to navigate that within your own head, but also talk about it out loud because mm-hmm. you don't want to like I personally feel like I 
feel so dumb complaining about yes. this man yelled at me and wouldn't stop staring at me in the CTA tonight and started walking towards me until I hopped off the car because I don't have to walk through life normally fearing things like that. Yeah, and like that's why like before we sat down and recorded this, we're like, do we want to record this? Do we want to do this? Like, do we want to speak on this at all? But um, I think you put it best, like, even if you felt remotely unsafe or harassed for even a moment, like, you kind of, you know, owe to yourself to flush that out, to talk about it, to not just kind of brush it off, which I think a lot of people do brush it off. I think you had mentioned that also when we were um, having a conversation about it. So Yeah, no, it's easy to go home and to just, like, I... That happened today? Mm-hmm. That sucked. Yeah, you didn't. I didn't. Let's go to bed. That. Yeah, this is like, <laughs> like time, time to go to bed, time to, you know, try again tomorrow. And, like, a lot of people don't have a choice. Exactly. You have to take the red line. Like, some people, that's the only way they can get to their internship. Like, one of my roommates has to take red line to the brown line mm-hmm. to get to her internship. Or it would be the most expensive Uber. And, like, that's another thing. Like, mm-hmm. I there were a couple occasions where, like, I was alone, had to come back from somewhere where taking the train was the most, you know, viable option, but it was very late at night, and I spent money I probably didn't have on an Uber. And I feel like that's something a lot of people do as well. It's a lot of young women feel the pressure to do that, and it's rip. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> it is rip. But the point of all this, though, that we were trying to make is that, like, it's scary and it's hard when these things happen, but they're going to happen. Like, it happens. Yeah, it does. It's, it's just part the, of everyday life. Exactly. It's part of being a woman, and that sucks. And that's a big conversation about, like, society, you know, yeah. like that. Yeah, like a whole a whole series of podcasts exactly. that we could create. Exactly. But, but it, shouldn't, yeah. it shouldn't deter you from being busy and doing those things if that's what you want to do. And if you want to have that internship – that you think will be super great for your portfolio or you just love doing, but it means that you're going to be out late at night, you have to weigh the pros and cons of that. No, of course. And it's like something that unfortunately like you have to think about. You have to think about, you know, how you can do this amazing thing while still, you know, keeping your head on a swivel, being as safe as you can, enjoying it as much as you can. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And nobody should judge you for turning something down because you want to feel safe later. Just as nobody should judge you for keeping something where you know every night you're going to be mm-hmm. on edge because you want to pursue it. As long as you go into it knowing and being prepared and taking all the necessary precautions. Yes. Exactly. I like that. Very nice. Exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, it's so passionate. And it's it sucks that you have to like even weigh those. It does. But again, the reality of being a female that's it exactly Mm. so from two very busy women who (laughs) walk a lot alone at night would you like do you regret that oh no my gosh no not at all like everyone has had so many you know negative experiences but at the same time like some of my most fond memories are like taking chances with my friends during this time in college so like no I don't regret anything for sure just like as long as we're all being safe sometimes turning down specific things if we don't feel safe 
but on the opposite end, doing that. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. No, I don't think I do either. And it's sometimes we were talking about this earlier too. Like, I think the one thing that I do regret is talking about some of those like uncomfortable instances with my family back in South Dakota or with my friends mm. back in South Dakota. Because it gives that perception of it's just in Chicago. Exactly. Mm, no, 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 no. Exactly. This is like, this is the reality nationwide, worldwide. Like this isn't just a specific exactly. area. Thing. This is not a Chicago call out podcast. No. This is not a CTA call out podcast. This is a societal call out. <laughs> okay. That's what this is. Wow. Wow. So progressive. Very meta. But it was, like, a hard discussion to have, Mm -hmm. and we thought a long time about, like, how best to approach this Mm -hmm. and what was going to be most relatable to women in our situation without, like, demonizing things that don't need to be demonized. Snaps. That's why you have a way with words. (laughs) I just let you go. No, (laughs) no. But next week, I think, will be a lot lighter topic it will be a lot more fun to talk about to get through for you (laughs) maybe for you stop what are we talking about next week so on october 10th technically at 10 a.m i turned 22 yes 22 years old did you ever think about being 22 like in high school it was so far away. So far away. You only thought about being 21. Like, that was oh, yeah. the age. So, like, I'm jumping into the abyss right now. I don't know what's coming. I'm going to, like, stand but... back on the cliff and, like, wave, like, goodbye. That's actually, like... that's, that's how I feel. And oh, I have a lot of friends that are, like, a year younger. And that means I'll be too old, too, like, a year and then two years older than some. So I'm going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk about, you know, all the things that I've learned in my 22 years because I'm just so wise now, yes. of course. Obviously. Yeah, and we're also going to be talking about our 21st birthdays and going along with that, the expectations that come with, like, finally turning 21. And, I mean, you obviously just have to go crazy, right? Being an adult. like being an adult, of course. (laughs) So get your streamers ready. Get your Mylar shiny 22 balloons ready to go. Um, We'll see you back here next Tuesday. Yes, we will. And thank you guys so much for listening. We hope that you stick with us and hopefully you'll be there when we get there. Bye. Bye.